This episode of Women Who Kill is sponsored by Versity Blood Centers. Every two seconds, someone needs blood. By the end of this ad, that's 15 people. Donate blood and be a beacon of hope during a global crisis. Learn more about Versity's life-saving mission. Find a blood driver donor center near you and schedule your next appointment at versity.org. That's V-E-R-S-I-T-I dot org. You're about to listen to episode 51 of Women Who Kill. If you like the show, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. Helps a lot. Helps new people find the show. And some people have been asking, how do I give you my money? Where is this Patreon that I've been hearing about? If you go to patreon.com slash kaichoice, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E, and you sign up at the Women Who Kilimanati level uh, or above if you want to, but that is uh, what will get you access to the archives of the show. Once you're signed up, you want to go into the My Memberships tab, and then you'll see your private RSS link. That link, you can either copy and paste into a browser, you can copy and paste it into your podcast app of choice, and it'll automatically pull those new episodes into your app so you can listen to them whenever you want without having to go look for them or without having to visit the Patreon page uh, directly. It makes it really easy for you. Our guest today, very funny comedian, Pallavi Ganalan. Hey, thank you for How's having me. How's it going? Thanks for doing it. We're, we're doing this uh, remote to bring the people murder uh, without murdering each other. Murder's still happening. It's all just, we just don't know about it. It's all in quarantine. And uh, I have a feeling that people are getting away with a lot of stuff they normally wouldn't I know, get away I'm, with. I'm kind of scared to go on my like late night walks, walking the dog and stuff, because I feel like it's so abandoned out here in downtown LA. And yeah. People could just get away with stuff. Yeah, cops aren't cops aren't gonna come. They're like, we're not we're not getting paid enough to. We have higher. I'm not gonna t- arrest you. No, I have to touch you for that. Yeah, and they have. They actually. I heard that they have Corona in the downtown LA police station now. So they really don't give a fuck at this point. I think. Oh, that's terrifying. I heard they were letting a lot of prisoners out of uh, out of jail. If it's not a felony, somebody tweeted, "It's uh, they're letting prisoners out of jail if it's not a felony." So swing on that bitch today. Yeah. So, so that's happening. Everything is terrible and uh, and terrifying, but could be worse, I guess. Yeah, we could be dead like one of these victims. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Alyssa Bustamante. Alyssa was born January twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, I don't appreciate this. I'm pretty sure this makes her a Capricorn. I don't care about astrology, so <laughs> I, I'm a Capricorn, and and uh, all I know is that it is one of the least common astrological signs in serial killers or in murderers in general. Oh, what are uh, the what are the astrological signs that are uh, more likely to be serial killers or murderers? Scorpios are are crazy. Um, what else? All the ones where where you go on uh, on Tumblr, Twitter, and people are like. Don't date this person. Those so people. Like, those I, I've heard shit about Geminis. Oh, yeah. Geminis, Scorpios, the usual suspects. Are Pisces, are they murderers? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and double check. Uh, I'm not super into astrology, but I, I am always interested to see what sign a particular killer is and if 
the classic characteristics of that sign track with the, that person's uh, upbringing, behavior, etc. I'm astrology averse. Like, I don't think it has any bearing on anything, but yeah, I'll like listen to when people talk about it or whatever. I thought that until I had someone do my chart based on my exact birth time and place. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like way too accurate. It's just not scientific. I think that's just a coincidence. And also when people do that, you can't tell if they're bullshitting or not. Like people have done that for me on podcasts before and they always have to adjust my mentality into whatever my rising, whatever is. They're always like, well, maybe it's this thing. They're, they're always justifying it. So I'm like, I think I'm one of the exceptions to the astrology rules. And so it's easier for me to be like, nah, this ain't shit. <laughs> Maybe because I was skeptical and then I saw I saw the chart, which was not based on knowing anything about me at all. It mm -hmm. was literally just based on my birthday, time and place. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I was still, reading through still it like, skeptic. holy shit. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I'm usually skeptical. But now yeah. I'm like, OK, maybe, maybe, you know, we don't know everything. We don't. <laughs> we, we absolutely do not. <laughs> So Alyssa is from uh, Missouri. Is that how you say it? Missouri. She grew up in, in, in Missouri. Yeah. And she is, well, we'll get into. Actually, we could just say it. It's not a spoiler. Alyssa is known for being the youngest person to be sentenced for murder in her, uh, in her state, I think, or in her, in her hometown. Okay, breaking the yeah. glass ceiling, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little prodigy, little murder prodigy. And she murdered a girl named Elizabeth Olton. At the time, Alyssa was 15 and Elizabeth was nine. We'll get into how, how it happened. But let's start at the beginning. Alyssa grew up with her grandparents. Because her mom and her dad were, were both terrible people. Her mom, her mom was an was, uh, addict, right? Yeah. Uh, addicted to stuff. Got some DUIs under her belt. And her dad was in prison serving 10 years for assault. Who knows what that means. Her grandparents decided to raise her uh, as well as her two younger brothers. Now, did she have a third sibling? Because I feel like at one point in time I read that she had three siblings. I read that she had two little brothers that she used mm -hmm. to like to kind of uh, get to hurt themselves and stuff. And then she had a little sister, which is how she got a hold of Is Elizabeth Olton through her little right. sister. But then I also saw another um, in Murderpedia. I saw another statement where she had herself gone to find Elizabeth when she was walking home from school. So I'm also a little confused about. Weird. Whether this little sister exists. Or like what uh, her role was. Mm-hmm. So Alyssa was very, uh, she was like the poster child for MySpace. She seemed like a, a big scene kid. That's what it is. Yeah. Or wanted to be a scene kid at least. She had the eyeliner. She had the emo haircut. Right. She like basically looked like she worked at Hot Topic. True. Now, it's funny because different sources describe people as uh, characterizing her different ways. People were like, 
she was so fun, such a good kid, and just a quote-unquote normal teenager. What's a normal teenager? Because uh, looking at these pictures, she didn't seem like a normal teenager. And then uh, you would see other sources where people would say, oh, she was she was kind of a bitch. She was real mean. She was a bully. No one liked her. And I'm like, well, which is it? Which is it? Classic her- polarizing <laughs> woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> on her MySpace page and on her YouTube page, which I don't appreciate uh, any media reports calling her a YouTuber, because I think you have to make a certain amount of money to be able to have that but the title fact, officially. But the fact that this this happened in 2009 and she was on YouTube then as a as a child. So that's like pretty advanced yeah. for her age, you know? Uh-huh. She listed her hobbies as uh, cutting and killing people on her profiles yeah. online. If you, if you look at uh, pictures of her online, you could see and photos where she has her, her wrist held towards the camera. Oh, wow. I didn't even see those. Yeah. Big, big time cutter. Apparently, she used to also burn herself with cigarettes. Yeah, I read that. I also saw that she was had, like, severe depression and had suicide attempts and had been on Prozac. BPD, uh, apparently, as well. Yeah, and she'd been Which, hospitalized. You know, like, so was Pete Davidson. He's not killing people. He's trying to kill himself, right? <laughs> that, yeah. that counts. Yeah. Does it count? I don't I mean, know. No, that's like t- totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide and murder are very different mentalities, I would say. Uh, uh-huh. So she was she was obsessed with uh with murder from a young age, I would say. I wonder what her grandparents were like because if her parents were were the unstable ones, I wonder if her right. grandparents were actually very stabilizing or if they, you know, if they were similar to her parents. Mm. Well, they were Mormon, right? LDS, baby. Yeah, it said that she uh, went to church. She was involved in a bunch of youth activities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, honestly, her um, her aesthetic reminds me of a lot of Mormon kids from when I grew up in Utah. Who did you, you grow know, up Mormon or just I, around them? I just grew up around them. I was okay. um, my parents. I always say we were Hindu by culture, but atheist by intelligence. Uh. Um, so my parents, uh, weren't Mormon, but in order, it was weird. They tried, like, I've been to Mormon church a bunch because they had this rule that if I slept over on a Saturday at a friend's house, then I had to go to church with them on Sunday. And I think that's just them trying to convert me. Like, I never understood the logic of it. Like why my parents couldn't pick me up before they went to church or whatever. Um, so I, I'd just been surrounded by Mormons a lot, but yeah, she like, so you didn't think it was a way to your your parents passive aggressive way to get you to come home earlier because they knew how badly you didn't want to go to church so my parents uh didn't allow me to go to sleepovers with my white friends until i was old enough to understand that we, that's not what we believed that we didn't believe in church and everything um, uh-huh. or mormonism so i think they waited for me until i was like in i think i only started going to sleepovers i think i did some in elementary school if the if we knew the family wasn't mormon and then uh-huh. in in like middle school i think i started going on more sleepovers cuz my parents like i would be the annoying person at at sunday school asking all the questions about the logic of their king their celestial kingdoms and stuff that's so funny ah oh, they must have hated you they did not like me they're like we learned about this last <laughs> week and i was like oh i'm not mormon <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah but yeah, it's, she kind of, she reminds me of like a Utah kid uh-huh. in her pictures and stuff. October 17th, 2009, Alyssa has a day off school 
And what does she use that time to do? She goes into the backyard and she digs two holes in the ground. No, not in her backyard, in the woods. Right. Like near her home. So she went into the woods and dug two graves. Which, but I mean, isn't everything about, isn't, isn't the woods your backyard in, 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 uh, Cole I mean, County, Missouri? yeah, probably <laughs> fair, fair enough. But it's like she, so she, it was premeditated because she dug these two, these two graves. Right. And I don't think she was a huge Shia LaBeouf fan. I don't know. But so people assumed it was for bodies to be buried and they specifically thought it was for her younger brothers. Wait, what is, what is the plot of holes? I don't know. <laughs> now, now I'm intrigued. I'm it's like, not, it's, it's not about murder. They just had to dig holes as punishment. That's so weird. Yeah. And like, fill them back up. Yeah. Or just dig them and leave them I, there. I, I read the book. I watched the movie and I still don't remember. Huh. <laughs> and they have, they did have really good songs off that soundtrack. I, I highly really? recommend it slapped. Um, but yeah, so she she dug these holes and they thought later they thought it was for her little brothers because she had these videos of her um, making them get electrified by a fence. Yeah. Her, well, her and her brothers used to uh, play kind of, quote unquote, pranks uh, uh, on each other. Yeah. In the style of jackass. So she she got them to to touch a, a cattle fence an electrified cattle fence and put it on her YouTube channel. Yeah, and, and she had done it before, and then she got them to do it and filmed it. Right, right. And people found it notable that in the video, she was like, this is my favorite. This is the best part right here. This is where my brothers get hurt. Yeah. Creepy kid. Creepy, creepy kid. Creepy kid. Which you could, you could tell by, by the MySpace photos. Not, not to judge, because not all seen kids of that area were creepy, but yeah. a lot of them were. But I think, I, but I think there's a difference between like emo pictures and murder, <laughs> you know, like yeah. she clear, I think the, the videos are more telling because like the joy she took in their pain is probably more telling. Right. But yeah. So four days later, Elizabeth Olton, nine years old, who's her neighbor and who considers her a, a good friend, which I, I find a little odd when I was 15, I, I was not hanging out with nine-year-olds. I, I did not consider them my friends. She's yeah. walking home. And now there's, there's two versions of this part of the story. One version is that Alyssa's little sister tells Elizabeth, hey, uh, Alyssa's looking for you. You should go over to the house. Another version of the story says that Alyssa either called her on her cell phone or Alyssa herself actually uh, intercepted Elizabeth yeah. in person. And she was walking home from a friend's house and was, uh, my source said that she was last seen at 6.15 PM yeah. and then her family started looking for her around 7 PM because she should have been home by then and was like scared of the dark and wasn't likely to be a kid who would like run away or, you know, not come home. Um, but it was too late. Uh, Alyssa tells Elizabeth that she has a surprise for her in the woods. And this kid is like, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Let's go. Because uh, she had a cell phone, but apparently uh, didn't do much interneting. I don't know. I 
Maybe I mean, I'm uh, over. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. But at nine years old, uh, the the internet wasn't even a thing for me. Yeah, and and I wouldn't have went into the woods with. What I totally would have if I had like an older friend who I trusted and who I was have like, a surprise for you in the woods. I, There's of no course, way that sounds like a good thing. But if that's your backyard, right? Like we were saying, then that's where you go play. That's where you hang out. That's probably very <laughs> familiar to them, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would I would totally uh, trust someone six years older maybe it's than me I didn't who was like involved woods. in my church. Yeah, I didn't grow up around woods either. Yeah. And my parents kept pr- like pretty damn good tabs on me. So uh-huh. I just I just feel like the woods are always a suspicious thing. But yeah, I guess it's that's not good. it's not the same when you're in Missouri. Yeah. So she takes Elizabeth into the woods. Uh, she cuts her throat, stabs her in the chest, and strangles her to death. So all graphic. three of those things. Very graphic. Very sad. And then throws her into one of the holes in the ground and uh, throws some leaves on it. Very, not very much effort put into. She didn't fully bury her? I thought she, or she just. No, she just, she just threw some leaves over her in in a shallow, shallow grave. Wow. Now they say that she dug, she dug it with her hands, which I wonder if that means that, like, did she use a shovel? Or did she physically use her hands? Like, did she think, this is going to be so cool, I'm digging this with my hands. I feel like this bitch is crazy enough to just dug it with her hands and, like, spent the full day doing that. (laughs) Like, and then not, like, she just seems, like, psychotic enough. Yeah. That she would do something like that. Just, like, wanting to feel the dirt under her fingernails. Yeah, like, because that's what, okay, so, yeah, it seemed like she just cared about the experience and the feeling of it. Right. Um, so after it happened, uh, what does she what does she do? Well, OK, so I, I, I want to like track the like the police and, oh, and, and yeah. their thing. They so they didn't find her um, for a while. Like they searched the woods. And what was interesting to me is that she had they they tried to find the little girl's cell phone. Right. And it was with like, I guess it was with or near her body. And they mm-hmm. knew that it came from the woods, but they still couldn't find this girl in this shallow terrible grave which was really interesting to me that they like they were that bad at searching yeah that they couldn't find her yeah that's true there's no way they could have assumed she would have been murdered but i i would i would think like if the body and the phone were in the same area and she was in a grave that was so shallow yeah like wouldn't they if if they found her phone they would be like hey why don't we grab some shovels and see what we could what we could find around here when did they end up how many days later did they end up finding her? They didn't find her until after Alyssa confessed. Yeah, the so crime. they didn't they didn't even find her cell phone actually. They couldn't find they pinged her phone and it showed the location being in the woods where her body was, but they searched mm-hmm. the area and couldn't find her or her phone. Because um, they're terrible at their job. I mean uh, Yeah, I don't know. And then she Alyssa Right after, wrote in her diary and then went to church. This episode of Women Who Kill is sponsored by Versity Blood Centers. As you might already know, with the current coronavirus pandemic, workplaces, schools, and campuses have closed, which amounts to a majority of blood donation sites. More than 5,000 blood drives have been canceled nationwide. And that means that trauma victims, surgery patients, and more are very much in need. Make sure your community has enough blood by donating at Versity Blood Centers. 
They provide blood to the community hospitals where you live and where you work. It's an easy process that literally saves lives. The blood donation process only takes about one hour, and the blood collection itself only takes about 10 minutes. Learn more at versity.org. That's V-E-R-S-I-T-I dot org. In her journal, what she wrote exactly was, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. Now, to be, to give her a little credit, uh, I, I'm liking the, the gender. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, oh, that's how, that's, uh, that's so very progressive, you know, just to not assuming any gender here. Um, I don't know how to feel ATM. I think that's a, that was my space for at the moment. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. She spelled it A-H-M-A-Z-I-N-G. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Okay, I got to go to church now. LOL. Psychotic. <laughs> the, the LOL is, is, is what really takes it over the edge. Yeah. And, and the, this is before uh, emojis. The amazing and the oh my God. It's yeah. that really, but that's like the disturbing part of it. It, it. it really hits home that this is a child that murdered another child. Yeah. Like that's the crazy part. Yeah. And the fact that she was able to do that and then head over to church and that no one in her home noticed her sweating or a difference in her behavior or anything. I, I guess right. the day after the murder, she had an unexcused absence. And she hadn't had an unexcused absence like that before. It was out of character for her. Apparently and, she was an A and B student. She was a decent student. <laughs> Damn, these sociopaths are real smart. <laughs> Gotta give them credit. They're not smart enough. Not smart enough to get away with murder. But she was, she was stupid for a smart person. Yeah, I think a lot of sociopaths are like that, is that they're... Like, if they weren't sociopaths, they wouldn't have that intelligence level. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if you take the sociopath out, they're just dumb people. Uh-huh. So sometimes they don't have, you know, they'll be smart in one area, not in another. Uh-huh. Now, but- it's said that the police received uh, some anonymous tips. I So I saw that there was, like, a letter slash writing... Right. And, and that there was also a teenage witness. And I'm thinking maybe that witness was the person who was maybe on the street walking with Elizabeth Olton or, you know, like maybe they saw Alyssa interact. It's really shocking to me that we don't have all the details of what happened, given that right. this happened in 2009 and that we couldn't find the letter. And it's not like this was this was before the Internet. Yeah, exactly. So I'm you like know? even like so many details should have should have been recorded and like easy to find. Yeah. I think it, many details weren't. I wonder if she, if Alyssa was the source. Because she immediately confessed and led them to the body. Once they, yeah. Once they found out to go talk to her about yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe. Have she, you seen, um, have you seen don't fuck with cats on Netflix? I can't, I can't watch it. I held my blanket over my face because they show part of the video. They don't show the part that is the most graphic. Uh-huh. Um, but I like literally like it made me I haven't felt like so uncomfortable and like I'm about to cry like that. I haven't felt that intense anxiety 
from watching something in a, in a while because I thought they uh-huh. were going to show the bad part. And I was like, please don't, please. Oh, um, but they, and they, I know people are like, oh, well, people die in that too. And I'm like, we're desensitized to it. Also, I think that there's a difference when it comes to like, like animals that are dependent on us, like children right. and, and right. cats and dogs. But in that, in that movie, in that documentary, um, the, the guy who was the, the, the murderer was the one who gave them any clue as to who he was in right. the end. Like they weren't these great Because he wanted detectives. the credit for it. He didn't want someone else to get credit. Yeah, it's the ego. So I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like I didn't see that it was anonymous. I saw that they got tips or hints. I didn't see that. Maybe they kept the source quiet. Right. Um, but I don't know. I feel like somebody knows something more in the, like, you know, within the police or whoever, but these details haven't been published in an easy to find place. Yeah. So I don't know if Alyssa would have wanted the credit for that. Now, when she brought them to the body, when she brought them to where the body was, apparently that was when they saw the holes and they were like, what's, what's up with this? And she's like, Oh, I dug those. Yeah, she's in there. So, so <laughs> they didn't know she killed her until she brought them to the grave? I'm not sure if she confessed first and then was like, let me show you where she's at. Or mm-hmm. if she brought them and confessed on the spot. But I do know that uh, she is quoted as saying when they asked her, like, what's up with these holes in the ground? She said, I, I dug those. There were two graves. She used one of them. So some people think that she might have initially planned on killing her brothers and then changed her mind. Other people think that she might have thought about killing a second person unrelated I to, almost, to the first at, down the line. I almost like when I see something like that without reading her diary entry or anything, mm-hmm. I almost would think, oh, I wonder if she was going to kill somebody and then kill herself or something. Mm-hmm. But it seems like given her diary entry and her nonchalant attitude that she was not that person. Right. And that she would be someone who would, maybe she was like, oh, I need to prepare for the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe this was going to be her new hobby. Because she didn't seem to to have any remorse until very recently. Well, it said that at the end of her. So then she she goes to trial. She gets arrested, goes to trial. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the charges that she ended up taking? She she tried to enter a plea of not guilty, correct? Right. She initially tried to enter a plea of not guilty, and then despite having she, confessed, yeah. And then the, her defense was all of her psychological damage, um, and the fact that she had been, you know, suicidal and had all of these was on antidepressants, and she had just increased her dosage two weeks before, and that her mother was gone. Her father was in prison. They basically were trying to indicate that she was mentally unstable Mm -hmm. rather than malicious. But then they talked about, um, how she had dug the graves several days before, like, you know, and, and that that was reflection of the act and that she had, you know, it's premeditated basically. Right. So a few weeks before her trial and it took a long time to go to trial because this is a, uh, Two years plus, uh, more than two years after the murder she, initially happened. She first was in court in November 2009, November 17, 2009. And that's when mm-hmm. she pled not guilty and was indicted right. on first degree murder and armed criminal action because she used a knife. Then in January right. 2012, she took the plea deal. And that was for second degree murder because she wanted to avoid the possibility 
of getting the death penalty because they were set to try her as an as an adult. I never understand that. At what point do you try someone as an adult? Is it just if their act Is it was the severity so... of the crime? Yeah, it seems like that. It seems like the standard for being a minor is dependent on the severity of the crime. It's wild. Uh, <laughs> so she, but she also still had the armed criminal action thing. And I heard, I read somewhere um, that they gave her, so they gave her life uh, imprisonment with the possibility of a conditional release. After and 30 I, years, yeah. After 30 years. But I also heard that initially, I think they were trying to give her not only her life, but Elizabeth Olton's life. That was taken Two away life from sentences? her. They, like they were, they added like 73 years or something okay. um, because of the, you know, because of Elizabeth. I don't, I was, uh, when I read that, I was oh like, oh, that's interesting that they're, that they're punishing you for the life that you took away, you know? Oh, okay. So you mean they, they added time based on how many years they thought Elizabeth would have had left? Yeah. Or something okay. like, I read that somewhere else. So do you get less time if you kill a really old person? Because it was like, ah, he was going to go anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, that, that shocked me. I was like, what? You're just guessing people's potential right now? Yeah. She was given life with uh, eligibility for parole at 30 years, at the very least. Mm-hmm. And then at, at I don't remember which court appearance 2014, it was. she got. Oh, she also didn't have to go to trial. That was the, that was the whole thing was uh, pleading down meant that she would have uh, already know what her sentence is and wouldn't have to go through trial at all. Yes. And then 2014, she gets a new, she gets a new lawyer. Was it in 2012 or 2014 when she finally cried in court? There was, it took, I think her grandparents storming out of the courtroom for her to show any emotion. And that's when she like broke down and started crying. And I think that was towards the end of, one of these trials. Also, my sources for this is Murderpedia for some of these. Uh-huh. 2012. So, tw- 20, okay. So the end of yeah. 2012, her 2012 trial, she said, if I could give my life to bring her back, I would. I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry. And then Elizabeth Olton's grandma said, I think Alyssa should get out of jail the same day Elizabeth gets out of the grave. Boom, boom. Zing. Yep. Burn. No, <laughs> I mean, it's emotional to have like, you know, yeah. your nine year old grandchild murdered mm-hmm. so brutally. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, for for two years, this kid was stone faced in every picture, every court appearance. She, she didn't show emotion because she felt bad about what she did. She felt emotion because she was finally at a point where she was going to have to do the time because up until this point, it was. um it was kind of like conceptual. But she was still know? like in the possession. She was still in prison, right? From 2009 to 2012. I feel like because she wasn't tried as an adult by you- accepting the plea bargain, she might have just been in a, a juvenile center. Oh, yeah. Okay. But she was basically, she wasn't at home. She was right. somewhere. Right. Um, she, was, she was incarcerated, but probably not in the worst place she, she could have been. She there tried was, to kill herself a bunch of times and failed. Before or after? In jail. I thought she tried to kill herself before as well as a child. Yeah, yeah, um, she did. She, she took a, a she bunch also, of her grandma's pills and Tylenol and shit. She also, there's tried a picture of her. Once. There's a picture of her almost smiling, holding up her ID number, like one of her mug shots. 
Like she's generally very stone faced, but then there's a couple where she like almost looks like she's smiling. Uh-huh. Which is so scary. Uh, and when she was incarcerated, she tried to kill herself uh, by cutting her wrists with her own fingernails. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, if you're serious about it, why not use your teeth? Come on. She's a DIY girl, you know? She digs her own graves. She tries to kill herself with her own fingernails. <laughs> I terrifying. just don't think she was serious about it. I think it was more of a, she wanted, she wanted the attention. You don't think it's serious? I think if you really want to kill yourself, if you really want to rip your wrists open and you don't oh, have God. any weapons to do it and you're in jail and you want to you wanna be real crazy about it, why not just use your teeth, right? I just, am not the expert. Bite your wrists open. Oh my God, that's I'm so graphic. I'm just saying if you're serious about it. It's disgusting, but if you're serious, that seems like it would be the best way to go about it if you really hmm. want it to happen. Interesting. I think she might have just wanted the sympathy. Uh, maybe she'd heard stories of people attempting suicide in jail and then uh, getting let out of jail or, or getting sent somewhere nicer. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? So I don't think she really thinks about her actions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's pretty clear uh, at this point. I wonder what's going to happen at 30 years because she'll only be 45 or yeah. I guess 48 from when they sentenced her. I also wonder what because if it's 2009, her father is probably out of prison by now. Because he was in for 10 years. And if he was in, in the middle of a sentence, then he's out. Her mom, I wonder what's happened. I wonder what's happened to like their families, like Elizabeth Olton's family and her family. Yeah. Because I wonder what that's like to have a child who's such a vicious murderer. I think they feel like they failed at parenting and at grandparenting. Like they just have weird, they have bad genes. I'm just wondering what her families are doing what what the fallout was for her family and mm -hmm. Elizabeth Olton's family because I can't imagine what her grandparents must be feeling, you know, having raised their own child who was so troubled and then their child's child who ended up becoming a murderer. <laughs> like usually you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a kid and then they're they're gonna have a kid and I'm gonna spoil that kid and like, you know, do it right this time or whatever, you know. Do you think they feel like they failed at parenting and at grandparenting? I I like they if, just have weird they have bad genes. I mean, if I was self aware, I feel like I would feel I would be ripped apart, you know, to know that mm -hmm. something that I helped create and put out there hurt some I think that's one of the main reasons that I'm not sure I wanna have kids is because I'm afraid I'm you know, might put something out worse into the world than <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, yeah. that's a big fear of mine is like, what if uh -huh. I do this wrong? And then this person like hurts somebody else, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you can't control. Also, some people who are like, who have perfect parents end up being crazy. Yeah. Or people who like kill their parents. You know what I mean? Who have what? People who kill their parents. Oh, God. That's terrifying. Even though their terrifying. parents didn't, didn't do anything terrible to them. Yeah. That's like the scariest thing ever. Can you imagine like raising someone well and then having them kill you? Have you seen, um, have you seen, we need to talk about Kevin? Yes. Isn't that, that's so scary to me is yeah. that she created this child that she knew was like, as she raised him was not a normal kid and was and not. You can't okay. do anything about it. And you can't do anything because they're. You can't just send your kid away. You can't just be like, I think something's wrong with this kid. Can you take him somewhere? Yeah. And no, you, they have to do something to prove it. Yeah. They have to do something to prove it. And then you have to. And, and then you're just like 
in the house with this child that could hurt you at any point. That's terrifying. That's like, I think one of the reasons that a lot of Japanese horror films are just filled with like scary children. It's because you can't (laughs) do anything to protect yourself from Uh a child who might be murderous. But damn, I am never letting any child I know go near the woods now. Yeah, fuck the woods. Just, I mean, unless your your kid is uh, like knows how to shoot and car- carries a knife and shit, you know what I mean. And then I would be scared of that kid. <laughs> if I, uh, I don't know. If, I heard that uh, that every kid in the South carries a knife. Yeah, I'm scared of all. <laughs> is that of true, them. you guys? I don't know. Is that true? My roommate um, grew up in Virginia, and he said that he just like lived in the woods half the time. Like he was just out there exploring uh-huh. and stuff. I get they do like a lot of like fireworks and you know setting things on fire. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it seems like she's just still in prison. Uh, Elizabeth's mom actually sued Alyssa as well as Pathways Behavioral Healthcare, which is where Alyssa was uh, presumed to have been receiving mental health treatment. So- because she feels like if that treatment center had been doing their job, they mm-hmm. would have noticed the signs and kept Alyssa from hurting anyone. She sued for $5 million. For, to Pathways or to Alyssa? Both. How do you sue Alyssa? This bitch is in prison. She included Pathways in the suit, right? Uh, One article I read said, it is not known whether Alyssa has the means to pay the settlement. Oh, really? It's not known? Whether this person who's been in prison since they were 15 I, has $5 million? I mean, I think the idea is that like, it's just a on principle for, the, for Alyssa. I think yeah. the real damages are coming from that pathway company. Right. But I, this is also something that I've heard. I don't know if this is like old wives tale or whatever, but I've heard that um, a lot of therapists have a, or psychiatrists, you know, people in mental health, have a hard time accepting patients who, for example, indicate uh, that they might be pedophiles because they would be responsible if that person were to hurt somebody. Um, So, and, and with pedophiles, like, you know, because of how the system is set up, they end up like, you know, there's a lot of uh, kids who get murdered because they don't want Mm -hmm. witnesses and stuff. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can't ever be sure that this person isn't doing what they say their urges are. And so So they just don't get any treatment for it. Yeah. Which is another, it's like, it's fucked up because they do need treatment and they do there. There are also, there's a story on like NPR, um, about this kid who, when he was 15, like when he was a a child, he was watching child porn and then he grew grew up to be 15 and realized that those kids were getting hurt in the porn and he like, didn't want that to happen. And he went to a therapist and he kind of experienced this thing where you know, he wasn't getting the help he needed because people were, were like, were very scared and didn't know how to deal with him, but he knew Mm -hmm. that he didn't want to actually hurt anybody. So he started like a support group for people who are pedophiles, but have never, and will never act on that urge. Jesus. And so like, you know, with, there is this responsibility, um, that is placed upon like therapists and psychiatrists. If one of their patients like harms someone, whether it's like Mm -hmm. legal or even like PR based, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really, it's this catch 22 because it's like these people do need help if they're seeking it so that they don't act on their urges, you know, but yeah, they, you know, the therapists don't want to be held responsible so they won't take them as patients. That's crazy. Yeah. 
So who who knows if uh well the thing is is how was Alyssa getting to church? Was she just going to church by herself? Uh, and is it is it the same way that she was going to therapy? You know, were were was she did she have appointments set up and she just maybe pretended to go? I bet she had I bet she because she was hospitalized, so I bet mm-hmm. there was some oversight of that because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I feel like if she was to be missing like missing her her doctor's appointments psychiatry appointments whatever her family would know like the unexcused absence it seems like i feel like they were also her grandparents you know what i mean yeah sometimes grandparents aren't aren't as able to to enforce things like like parents are especially if they're if they're frail yeah i i think it's un it's out of character her character for her to not show up it seemed like she was outgoing Mm. because she would she was like I gotta go to church I gotta do these things Mm -hmm. like blah 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 and she you know she attended school and like people knew her so to me it seems like she would show up when she needed to show up you know Mm -hmm. and then she would just have these like murderous extracurriculars (laughs) like yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that was her me time Uh (laughs) and that is the story of Alyssa Bustamante, what do you what do you have coming up that uh that you might want people to to know about or? Well, catch me catch me at home. I will be in my living room or in my tiny ass bedroom. Feel free. No, um, I'm trying to post more more content, more banked content to my Instagram, my mm-hmm. Twitter, uh, my Facebook. All of my social media is at Paula V Ganalan. P A L L A V I G U N A L A N. Um, that's my Instagram, my Facebook, my, uh, Twitter, my TikTok, which I am now on and oh, def- TikTok. definitely too old for, are you dancing? You're doing dances? What are you I, doing? The only, no, I haven't done dances yet, but I really do want to, I want to do the, the Megan, the stallion, uh, savage, savage challenge. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the one I'm looking to, to accomplish. Um, but I post like some stand up clips to TikTok. I think that's, what's gotten me a, a few followers. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to post more stand-up. And, like, I have a, a web series called Dirty Science that I post on my YouTube and my Instagram. And okay. it's I explain, like, a science topic in, like, five to eight minutes um, because I am a biomedical engineer. And, like, I used to be a research scientist at Thermo Fisher. And, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's where you can find all my stuff. Well, thank you so much for uh, for being, for coming on and talking. Thank you for having me. That was episode 51 of Women Who Kill. If you want to send me an email, uh, Alyssa, you want to send me an email? Send me an email. If you can get a hold of a phone, wwkpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any information that we missed that no one else knows about, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into hearing some uh, the untold side of this story. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week.